Okay. <coughs> Welcome, everyone. Um, we're up to Chilak Aleph, Perak, Ravii, Ice. We're in the middle of Isaiah. Before we start, at the, the, the height of Corona, uh, so it was very hard, I don't know, not even at the height, even past the height, it was very hard to talk to people about Corona because it was a very charged topic, and uh, people had uh, strong opinions about the matter. And as an example, not picking sides here, just the people who held that everyone should be wearing masks were very vocal about it. And without you having to ask them, they would tell you that everyone should be wearing masks. And the, they don't understand why the yeshivas are not requiring masks, or if the yeshivas are requiring masks, they don't understand why anyone would not understand why yeshivas are requiring masks. And so too, when it comes to uh, the vaccines for Corona, it's, a, it's the same story. People are maybe a little it's less charged. It's befrat that it's not nicker whether a person is vaccinated or not. But people are very open about what, they, what their shita is on the matter. Certainly... Um, just because it's the kum va'aseh as opposed to the shev al-tasa, the people who hold that, that you should be um, masking up or vaccinating, they're, they're like, uh, they, they go and they campaign for it. And they try to convince people that they should be doing these things, which they are, you know, are going to save people and make a big difference. And not only they, but that the government is backing such... Things and, and spending millions of dollars trying to educate people on what they need to do. And whether or not we, um, whether or not we hold of, the, in the particular here about wearing a mask or vaccinating, but we, we hear where people are coming from. You know, as you could hear, let's say, let's say it's not clear now what, the, how, what it should be, but if it was clear, if it would be nicker that, that in mamish makes a difference and, and that it's... Uh, it's going to save lives. So then you would be upset at people who don't do it. And you'd be going around trying to convince people they should do it. And, and there'd be campaigns to keep people out of shul who are not, etc., etc. And that would, it would all be very well understood. Rav Yisrael, in, in, in our Yisrael, in the Rav Salanta, in the first letter, so he writes to his Talmidim, uh, with the, and his family members, that's what he's writing to, with disappointment. And he says, I spoke to you, and I thought that you would listen to me, and you didn't. And so I'm going, to re- I'm going to say it again, but the most important thing you could do is to try to go out and convince people to learn Musa. Now, that sounds like a nudnik. It's a, thank you very much for making an effort. It sounds like a, the people who want it, want it. For the people who, for them, it floats their boat, so then... Let them do it. And then why do we have to go around bothering people who are not interested in it? That's the attitude that we have if, if we see it as, look, it's an Isaac, whatever. It's, it's an interesting topic. So then if people who are interested in it, if they're interested in it, and people who are not, are not. But if, if a person sees it as kihem kayenu, that... that being a person who's doing the right thing, being a person who has a relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu, is what we are here for. And our life is wasted, and, and worse than wasted, the type of person we are is a destructive person who brings darkness into the world with most of what we do. 
if we don't learn this stuff, so then, the, the, if we're real, if we were real about it, there sh- we should be campaigning the same way we did it by, by Corona and, and be busy with, just like, as you hand out mass to the person, right? There should be a stack of Mr. Sherms on the Gabba's uh, standard there. And every guy who comes in, at least to offer it to him, at least to try to make him feel uncomfortable, how come you're not doing it? And he has to explain himself. No, it's because I'm already, uh, I already learned Musa today. I don't, I don't need it. And, and right, maybe you should have to have a Musa passport. Then you shouldn't be allowed into indoor places without, without having learned Musa that day because you're, you're going to infect other people with your wrong days and your wrong way of doing things and your bad midas. The reason why we don't, we don't react like that is because we don't really believe that it matters. And, and to the extent that we, I mean, we believe it, but we don't really believe it. And we don't really believe it. So, Misa, uh, we've been going through the Derech Hashem Sheh here. We're uh, almost finished the first Shar. Okay, I don't know, almost. Well, it depends how you say almost, whatever. But in, in size, we're almost finished the first Shar. And so the, right, Misa, the Sheh is, is still, uh, I'm sure it's gigantic on... on uh, Podcast land, but in person it's small. Um, the question is, how come we're not campaigning for everyone in the neighborhood to come? Again, I, I'm, it sounds a little weird when you're the market chair saying this. Sorry for having to sound weird. I'm not coming, Mitaris. My wife asks me every time I get home, she said, How is the share? I said, The share is amazing. Because, I said, Not because I gave it amazing, because it's amazing stuff for learning. I can just throw my glove out there, like they say. I put the table down the table, and it's an amazing share. It's an amazing share. But, I, but I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that, that it, it's Shaykh, maybe it's the way I'm giving it over, that we're, we're getting into, the, into um, a land where it, it's. Uh, it's in the luftin, and, and it's, it, it helps us think about things a certain way, but that it's, it's not changing the way we behave, which is what it's meant to do. That's what we said at the beginning. We wanted to be a Muslim safer, not really a Hashkafa safer. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with learning Hashkafa somewhere, because it does filter down, and wrong Hashkafas are also, and a person has to have correct Hashkafas, and a person, can, the, you know, you can't become an Abikaris by doing Averis, but you could become an Abikaris by having wrong days. So they're a serious thing. And, and the person has that right there. But Afal Pikain, we want that it should come out Lamaisa. So uh, my hope is, well, you know, you know, myself included, that I should look back at the course of the past half year, how it's about how long we've been doing this in Shemais, and to see a difference, that it made a difference in me, that I'm more focused on Avodah Hashem. And, and if that's true, then I should feel the need to go out and campaign for people. I want them to feel this also. And I want them to see that difference too. So I'm making a campaign, um, to, all within the sound of my voice. To, to, this is what Rabbi Saul says to them. He says to them, I, I want you to go out and convince people, have meetings every Shabbos, on how you can convince the, the, the influencers in the neighborhood to start learning Musr. So that this way, other people will follow them. And he says, it will be very big talus to you because it will strengthen your resolve to do it and your chashivas for Musr when you convince other people to do it. And it will be able to Allah's harabim because it will get people to do it. So I'm doing my part to try, again, it sounds weird coming from the Magad chair, And it's not a void. I, I mamish, have no problem giving the share. I haven't yet seen what I would have done if nobody came. If I would have given it with, I would have given it probably. 
with the same gishmak. I don't know. But certainly to one person, I have no problem giving it. With the same gishmak. Because it's gishmak gazach, and I hold it so important. Uh, I mamish hold it so important. I hold it to safer that changes people. Um, we have to see on, in Sharbez, Sharbez is more. This Shar is about Avayz Hashem. Sharbez is more. Sharbez is about Hashkacha. So that also is important. Some of the Shar Gimel is, is more uh, Hashkafic, so to speak. Uh, we have to see that we should be able to ter- take, not just have it be Hashkafic and take it and have it ma- make a difference. But I'm asking if any of the listeners has seen that it has made a difference. So to, to try then to, to share that with other people and to, to make it a zach again, uh, let it, it doesn't have to be me. If they could find the Derech Hashem share online or someplace or some other way, start their own Derech Hashem share, I'll be that the Sefer should be learned. It's a Gvaldic Sefer that makes a tremendous difference in, in, in the way people serve Hashem. And it should be learned, and, and, and it should be to our credit that if it uh, is able to spread. Okay, that's right. Um, so after that, uh, strange thing of the Magad share, pumping his own share. Today's share, I, I, I leave, I'm going to leave off with a lot of Tzarek Ian's, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure about a lot of the things. I have a big, big kashas on what's coming up. Um, not, not as in, I don't understand how I could say such a thing, just the Gedorim of certain parts of what he's saying. So let's begin. And, and then we'll try to work it out. So, um, we were in the middle of the Ramchal telling us how we're supposed to, he says that a person's job is to be pointed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the time. But he lives in a physical world, so that's very difficult. So Hashem set it up that by doing physical actions as a service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not only does that not take away from your attention on Hashem, but it Allow, it strengthens your attention to Hashem because not only is your mind there, your body's there too, and everything you're doing really is then bringing you close to Hashem. And so he says it's divided into two parts. There's things that you do as a mitzvah, because Hashem commanded it, and then there are things that you do which are dar rishos. So he said the mitzvah has to be done within the Gedarim that Hashem said, it should be done with kavana, as we discussed. And now he's in the middle of talking about the part of a person doing the things that are tzarech himself, um, he's doing them because he has to do them and doing those l'shem shemayim. So he said, Vaiter, they have to be mugdar with the gedarim of halacha, that you can't do things that are asr. Secondly, we said, and spoke about Rikas last week, that the kavona should be, they, that they, they should be done in a way that brings a person to proper health. And like we uh, tried to expand on last week, that's not just physical health, it's mental health and readiness as well. And anything that can be used to sh- make a person a better cleat to serve Hashem is fear game for this sort of activity. Um, uh, obviously, within reason, I know, it, 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 to take a muscle of a, of a tool, if someone spends hours and hours and hours sharpening their knife to the point that they can't even use it to cut the meat that, that needs to be cut because they're still sharpening it, that doesn't make any sense. It's, the, the point of sharpening, even, even as he's going to say, that it's a heksha mitzvah, it's not a heksha mitzvah, it's a mitzvah, but its mitzvah status is that it helps you serve Hashem. So if, you, if, it, if it ends up taking away from your service of Hashem because it takes up so much of your time, then obviously it doesn't make sense and that you're not doing it right. Um, but, like he said, any action which takes away from a person's readiness to serve Hashem and makes him less fit to serve Hashem, whether physically 
mentally or emotionally. So he cannot claim such an action as a turning towards Hashem. Even if he wants to try to fake it to himself, but it can't be. Because you're, not, you're, you're, you're hurting yourself and you're, you're taking away from your ability to serve Hashem. So Ad, ad Kidei, the Ramchal, really, when he talks about precious, he says that precious on things that you need isn't precious. And, right, there, it's not precious, L'chayra falls into this category. That means, just like there's a mitzvah to eat when it makes you healthy, there's a mitzvah to not eat when that makes you healthy, but you can't not eat in a way that makes you unhealthy. And if a person does, they can't claim that act as an act of service of Hashem. Now, again, obviously, any time a person doesn't eat to a certain extent, they're going to be weak a little bit, and, and it will hurt their Avaz Hashem a certain amount. Um, they're not going to be at peak performance, let's say. But at the same time, um, it benefits them a lot. So there has to be like a weighing of it. But if a person s- s- sees the precious itself, the very act that I'm not giving in to myself as being the service, it has to be done in a way that does not hurt the rest of his Avaz Hashem. And, and if it does, then that's not a decision. If a person doesn't take what he needs, doesn't sleep enough, he doesn't eat enough, he doesn't relax enough, so that's not a mitzvah. It can't be a mitzvah, because one of the dharma of a mitzvah is that it has to be in a way that brings, uh, sharpens the tool, and makes you more able to use your guf and the world around you to serve Hashem. So, so that, that was one rule. So now he said... Um, in, the, in this print here, it's on page Chavdalad, right at the end of, right at the end of, of the second paragraph. So he says, uh, not only does it have to actually be healthy, but it also, in order to be certainly on the highest level of being the type of mitzvah that we're discussing here, it ha- you need kavana, and it's. L'chayra in these sort of mitzvahs, mitzvahs that involve, or, or, or actions that involve uh, doing things that you're anyways driven to do, so kavon is even more important. Because you're, the, the etzem act is an act that could be turn, turning away from Hashem. It's an act of turning inwards to, your, to yourself and your guf. What makes it Ratzon Hashem, and what makes it a powerful Ratzon Hashem, is that while I'm doing the things that are me, I'm thinking about you. Right? Someone who's, uh, you know, he's trying to work on his marriage. So, you know, he makes sure when he's talking to, he calls, you know, he makes sure to speak to his wife when he comes to, he doesn't go straight to the newspaper. And he makes sure to compliment her. And he's very busy with her when he's at home. That's nice and very important. And, and, and not just very important, that the icker building of the marriage is going to happen in that setting. Because it can, because it, it, that's when they can interact with each other, they can see each other face to face. A lot of the depth of what's going on can happen there. But there's a certain uh, thing that has to be brought out, is that in the middle of the day, he gives her a call. Right? And he says, you know, I was thinking about it. That's, that's like, it's a different league. It's not... The, it's not the meat and potatoes, but there's a certain depth to it because it's not when I'm with you. I'm thinking about you when I'm not with you. I'm turning myself towards you when circumstances don't force me to. 
Melo, when we're together anyways, I'm going to focus on you. That's, that's very nice. But are, are you my life? That we see when you're not involved in the things that you forced to be involved in. When you're far away and you still are able to think about it. The Gemara says, Rebelski used to quote this all the time, I, I believe it's a Yosef Chisma. The Gemara says he was such a, what we would call like an absent-minded professor. He was so, what really was, he was Oduk in Torah, that he would, he would go to the mikvah, it sounds like, and he would start to get undressed, and he would take off his outer clothing, and then he would get into a sugya and zhup, walk out of the mikvah, undressed, and it sounds like in his underwear, and be found in the marketplace someplace. Um, and uh, thinking of Svar. Imamish, they say, Rav Shach used to be that way. Right? His Rebson sent him out to get, a, to get a watermelon, he came back like this. I'm making a hand motion, holding a watermelon. No watermelon. It had fallen out somewhere many blocks back. And he wasn't there. Adkidei, before, before Etzro was uh, made into a state, the, and, and uh, the British were in control, they gave him a pass that if you see him out after curfew, he's not breaking the curfew. It's just that he's pushing, not here. He's not said. That's actually how he got his first job as, uh, as a Rashiva. His first job as a Rashiva was in Stalin. And uh, the way he got it, there was a Matzis meeting going on, and he walked into the Matzis meeting and went over to the Briskarov, uh, to the Reb Chaim, and, uh, the Briskarov, and he started to discuss a Torah with him. And like the Oyelim looked at him, hello, it's the middle of a meeting, what? And he looked up, and he's like, oi! And he got all embarrassed and ran out. So the Briskarov told him, I'm telling you, this younger man did not know there was a meeting going on. He didn't see you when he walked in. His head is cool And that's all he saw. He was, had a conscience. He came to me. And it, it, so the, the, the Salon Rebbe at the time said, that's who I want my Talmud to see as a Rashiva. And he hired him as a Rashiva. It lasted for one L. <laughs> he, was, he was for a, a half a year. And then L time, all the Talmud then got up and we're going to the Rebbe. And he said, what's this? And so going to the Rebbe for L. And he says, what? The Yeshiva closing that L. And he quit on the spot. And he went to Ravarin and he told him, I just quit. You know, so Ravarin told him, what does that mean? I understand what your problem is, but how are you solving it by having them have no Rosh Hashiva? And even when they get back, they don't have Rosh Hashiva. He says, until they find someone new, don't quit. So he reinstated himself, or got reinstated, and he stayed on until the next Rosh Hashiva came, of Shabbos Diego, and, and that, was, uh, that was the more permanent choice. But that's how he got the job. So... A, a person, this Yosef Mechism was like that. He had, his head was cooler in Torah. As the Gemara Lemaisa says, that whenever he went to the Shuk, he brought something home for his wife. Right? A little trinket, something he had picked up, up uh, either food or a little something, to show that he was thinking of her. You know, he can't think of anything. <laughs> but it, everything is knocked out of his head by Torah. But the wife can't get knocked out of the head by Torah, or you certainly can't let her know that she was. And... and um, and if, she, and if she does, if she feels that way, then she's going to feel the Torah as a competition with, with her. And she's going to make it known. And she's going to complain about it. And you have to, as much as you can, and, and, she's, and, and she deserves it because of what she does as your wife, that she's the number one priority. And if she calls in the middle of a meeting, and she knows that there was a meeting going on, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You have to take the call, Especially if you know she knows you. If she, if she doesn't know, then you cannot take the call and call back and say, you know, I assume. But if she knows, then it's one of two things. It's either an emergency or it's because she wants to see that she's more important than your meeting. The Hagufa is what she's there for. And if you want to answer the phone, you'll get a hundred calls. 
not necessarily that day, but over the course of days, because she's feeling threatened. She sees that there's something, your meetings, your job, that are more important than she is, or more pervasive than she is. And she's not going to allow it to happen, hopefully, if it's a good marriage. Um, she's going to try to reassert her number one position, and, and, and she has a right to that. And you should, you should give her that right. So, so too, when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's really, that's the number one spot, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's, there's the Iker marriage, which is through mitzvahs, which is through Avais Hashem, Torah, Yira, Davening, the, the mitzvah Shabachal Yoyim, Barachas, all the, all the mitzvahs, mitzvahs. But there's a certain depth that only comes out when a person is not doing mitzvahs, and they're taking care of themselves, they're, so to speak, on the job. They left the house, and now they're out doing what needs to get done. They're bringing in the money, so to speak. And the fact that I have Hashem with me even there, and that He's my number one priority even there, that's the full depth of Yiddishkeit comes out there. Again, it's not, it's not the meat and potatoes, but it's the depth is there. So, so um, uh, if a person has to have in mind, though, in order to make that happen, and by having in mind, you bring out this, you, you, and you create it also. Uh, we're not born having that connection to Hashem. When a person, during any act that he's doing, turns himself towards Hashem, and constantly, and even if you forget, but you remind yourself, you say, oh God, I remember about Hashem here. So then, every time you do that, you're bringing Hashem further and further into the entirety of your life. And that's a very important thing. So, um, so you should have this kavana, that you should be muchen, uh, so very interesting concept of what a goof is. Uh, even, even the Ramchal, who's the, the Baal Hashita, that the goof and the Shama is the person. It's not a Neshama that just uses a goof. But in, in the blend of goof and Neshama, the way we're supposed to view it is, is that the, the goof is a tool for the Neshama. And the, the like a, a horse in horse racing, you know, the horse is called the athlete, and no one really remembers the jockeys. But in the end, the one who gets the money and the one who's the winner, the horse doesn't realize that it's a winner. They try to write it up as if he does. Probably he doesn't. I can't get into the horse's mind. He probably doesn't have chop that he won. He gets some extra oats and carrots and whatever. It's, it's kishmat. But, you know, and he may enjoy the fact that uh, the other horse that he was trying to get ahead of him didn't get ahead of him. The concept of winning a race and going down in history, he has no sense of that. That's the owner and the, and the, the trainer and the jockey who, who recognize those things. What do they do? They put a tremendous amount of thought and effort and, and chachma into training the horse to be the perfect tool to carry the jockey where he wants to go. And then the jockey's job is to figure out how to get every ounce out of that horse. Um, now, the, where, the muscle, where that muscle breaks down is Lamaisa, the jockey is just trying to get the, the horse to be an excellent horse. Um, here, you're trying to not do that. You're trying to do your things, not the horse's things. Right? And, and we, that's where people, um, you know, we discussed once about just like mental training and that sort of thing. A person who becomes a Navy SEAL, so he's, he's taught himself to overcome adversity and to never give up. And he's really honed his body, both mental and physical, into a, 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 a near, you know, supreme tool. But it's all about 
turning the body into a supreme tool. That's what you've trained your body to do, is to be perfect. But you haven't trained it to listen to the neshama. You haven't trained it to do anything useful. Like I pointed out, why aren't the Navy SEALs running the world? If they have all these, they overcome challenges, and they're problem solvers, and do, 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 all these things, so why aren't they all running the world? Why aren't they the head of every country? Every country has a, a special ops unit. That's just because they, they became horses. They became thoroughbreds. And they're, they're supremely primed, and not just physically, they're primed mentally too, but it's not pointed at anything. It's not, they haven't been primed to, to break out of being about myself and about my being primed, and to see, so now what should I do with this ability? And that's where we have to take it. We have to take it that once we get the body fully primed, so now what, what are we meant to do with it? And what we're meant to do with it is to bring out HaKadosh Baruch as much as we can and to connect to HaKadosh Baruch and do mitzvahs. And all these type of mitzvahs are there in order to enable us to do the other type of mitzvahs. To do what Hashem says to do. And that's when a person who stays and becomes uh, so, you know, he gets control of himself that he can eat lishma. So he just eats lishma a lot. No. Sorry, you have, to, you have to take that ability and now do what you're supposed to do with it. Eat your matzah and be kula lishma instead of it. And, 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 and to eat, you know, whatever else you need. Carbonis and etc, etc. Now, when you do need to eat in order to give yourself strength, if you're holding on that level, it turns that into a mitzvah too. But that can't become the focus of what your life is about. Your life is not going to be about you. It's, going to be about, it's supposed to be about Hashem. So, when a person uses the world in this way, that act of using the world is an act of creating shlemus within yourself. I like his point. It's shlemus for him or shlemus for the action? Uh, he's going to get to for the action, for the world. Is what you mean by the action? The fullness of what's being done. No, no, he means it's part of shlemus in yourself. In the person. It creates well, perfection. No, well, that's... Shlemus is, let's say, the mitzvah. No, so shlemus is his, his word for becoming a more... A person who's more done with HaKadosh Baruch. Oh, just another, it creates... Not, not really, it turns him into a Kaddish. Right, no. It no, adds no. to his shlemus. Commission is fire. V'yikna boy mayla amitis. And he... Uh, um, it uh, causes him to acquire a certain true added level. The same way like you get for doing a mitzvah. Just like when you do a mitzvah, you become more perfect, so too here. Now, he's not saying that they're equal in the amount that they do it. Um, and that's, uh, they're for sure not, and if for no other reason, then it's like that with any mitzvah. When Hashem gives a mitzvah clolius, and uh, someone does, v'asisar but he's not doing a specific pu'ula that Hashem said to do, which would fall under that. Um, let's say, for example, a person uh, does Hashav Zaveda versus a person who does Hashav Zaveda on something that was or- the person was already was already uh, a So if you know who lost it and you're not a poor person, so I'll bezel will be koi for you to give it back, even if you picked it up after Yish. You should do what's right. And that's what's right. Uh, a poor person doesn't have to do it. But, and especially the person who lost it was rich. Doesn't have to, but, but a normal person does. It's still not a big, as big a mitzvah as the mitzvah of regular Shavazaveda, because the regular mitzvah Shavazaveda is a direct command to you right now. So you're bringing out the specific Ratzon HaKadosh Baruch when you do it. 
And in, when it's a mitzvah klolius, you bring out a general Ratzon uh, Hashem, but not specific. So it lacks a certain level of power. So to here, the, the mitzvah that you're getting is a mitzvah klolius, Hashem said. Now, the question is what mitzvah you're getting. He's going to say it. Kigamze mitzvah leinu. Because this is also a mitzvah. Lishmar eskufenu. To prepare our goof. Um... To prepare our goof, lishmar eskufen ba'achana guna sheyocha la'avad by esperino that we should be able to serve Hashem properly. Vinish. So the question is again, what mitzvah is that? It, it doesn't need to be a mitzvah. The way he's explaining. Oh, but he it's, says it is. I know. I'm saying it doesn't need to be a mitzvah even. No, so we discussed this. That it's not the same as a mitzvah. A mitzvah no, is... but it, 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 in order to, to pile shlemus in the Shiran and Yonim, right? I, I told you that in Rav Aryeh Kaplan, he touches it, he touches these words, kigam ze mitzvah leinu. The word ki, he touches indeed. Now, it's not only does it pile shlemus because you're doing it, it's also a mitzvah. That's not what the word normally means. And from the flow of what he's saying, it doesn't seem to me that that's, that seems to be a, a wrong touch to me. It's because the, the only reason why it can pile ice like this is because it's a mitzvah. Because only mitzvahs do what mitzvahs do. And Yonim can pile ice in the Himmel. They can, they can straighten out things. And, and doing that straightening out of things, being Yachid Yehudim, is a mitzvah. So through backhand you get a mitzvah for doing that Indian because you yichudim and that's a mitzvah to do. But it, to perfect you, it has to be something Hashem commanded because that's how Hashem made the Torah. He looked at everything a person needs, all the perfection that can be achieved, and that's what He made Torah. So if it wouldn't be a mitzvah, it, it, not just cause, not because it can't, but it wouldn't make sense that it does. In, because if it would bread. do... In the Bria. And yeah, and, and the way Hashem created the world, and the way there Hashem be created no you. To have to eat, sleep, talk, or do even in Yonim. There wouldn't be such things. Hashem wouldn't have created such in such uh, except because there's mitzvahs to do with them, so which paralyze in you. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? So we said, right. We had it, right? That was that year. That first Hashem looked at himself, so to speak, saw what his perfection is. And based on that, he created mitzvahs that would bring you to that perfection. And then he created the world to match up with those mitzvahs. So that you should have the ability to do them. So if he said, you shouldn't speak Lashon I give you a mouth and the concept of speech and, and, and interaction between people and bad and good. So that there could be a mitzvah called not speaking Lashon So that you could do it so that you become Dhamma Ta'a Kodesh Baruch that was, that was that Indian. But Lamai said, it seems pretty clear. He's saying it is a mitzvah. The question is, which mitzvah it is? And he's not saying it's Heksher mitzvah. He's not saying it's Heksha Mitzvah. Uh, he's saying it's a Mitzvah. L'chayra, so, the Mitzvah that is, it, it, it would seem, I, I looked around, I didn't see anyone say what the Mitzvah is. L'chayra, the Mitzvah is Radov Kabay. In other words, the idea of being Dovok in Machshava, Ta'akadosh Baruch and all, there's such a Mitzvah. Hashem says, I want you to be Dovok to me all the time. So when a person is doing things that would be non-Vegistic and misdavik himself, that, such as preparing his body to be healthy so that he can serve Hashem. In other words, basically setting up Heksher Mitzvah is a, aside from the Heksher Mitzvah aspect of it, if you do it, L'shem 
being connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And sometimes we do Hakadosh Mitzvah because we have to do the Mitzvah, right? When you buy, an, when you go, you're going to Mitzvah Shem. We're all going to build it. We're going to be very busy with Hakadosh Mitzvah, basically for the next month, right? The Lashon Hatur is right. Why did Hashem put uh, why, why, uh, uh, that, that that until after Sukkot the Cheshbon Avonis doesn't start because you're too busy to do an Averis. You're for sure not doing Averis because you don't have any time. I don't know what it's supposed to mean because it's pretty easy to Averis without. You know, all you come is what type of Meicher Esregim is this? He calls this for, right? Lashnara, up to Wazoo, you just got, you may have heard his business like real Lashnara, they're right, but you have to be very careful what you say when you know, and the, the Baltvila, please, uh, <laughs> it's Lashnara, uh, and Kolminegur, and Nishko Dezachin, can happen, Mamish, while you're busy saying Hamalcha Kodesh. So, so, uh, uh, okay, but um, whatever. But he says you're going to be very busy. When a person puts up his sukkah, what's his kavana? If his kavana is, there's a mitzvah, Hashem says I have to have a sukkah, I want to do what Hashem says, so I'm going to put up a sukkah, that's beautiful, and you get schar for hakshemitzah. That's hakshemitzah. But if a person says, Hashem says I need to build a sukkah, so, right now, I want to be Isaac in that Ratzon Hashem. When I put up my sukkah, I'm now doing what Hashem says. I'm taking time out of my schedule to, so that the, the, the Ratzon Hashem should be able to be in the because I want right now to do what Hashem wants from me. And right now what Hashem wants from me is to get my sukkah set up, then it's not Heksha Mitzvah, it's Mitzvah of the Dov yeah, my second crazy zach. This is one of the things I'm not sure about. But this is what I think. I, I think well, what's that... What's dangerous about that is, is when the hechsher is not hechsher anymore and that becomes a focus. Isn't that all that's... So by chassidim, right, which, I I am, which I am, which I am, again, everyone, my wife makes fun of me every time I say I'm chassidish. And she's right, because my, my shaykhist to my rabbi is very shvach. Um, and, and it's not, not, it's not proper. It shouldn't be that way. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a pagam and the whole Chazidish guy. When I say I'm Chazidish, it's because Lamaisa, my understanding of Derech of Hashem, follows along the lines of Chazidish more than, in certain ways. I'm mixed up too. Taradas boy, what are you supposed to do? But, uh, I, I at least try to be yonik from that sad. So by Chazidim, they say that the Heksha mitzvah is aggressive in the mitzvah line. And the Litvaks go crazy from it. They get so upset every time they hear a chassid say it. And they, they, they hold its car of tapi karsis. And on the surface, it seems like, come on, what? what? That the Heksha mitzvah, preparing for the mitzvah, is bigger than the mitzvah itself. What's that supposed to mean? Hashem is the mitzvah of the mitzvah. The Heksha mitzvah, at best, you're like an Eina mitzvah. So I think that what we're saying here is a Hezber Hadover. You know, it's not referring to any Heksha mitzvah. It's referring to the way Hasidim do Heksha Mitzvah, which is that it's an avoider. In other words, they are bedafka, they're makbid to do the Mitzvah by Heksha Mitzvah. They would prefer to have, and I can relate to this because that's the way I am. I would prefer, I have a wood panel sukkah. Three, four, five of my panels have like a little knocked out window in them where it tipped over onto one of the chairs on the porch because I was holding it up with one foot while I was trying to do another thing with my hand and zip tying them together and screwing them in. And uh, to me, that's a, that is, it's, it's, much, it's a much better sukkah than a lighter sukkah. Not, the lighter sukkahs are clearly nicer. 
They're nice sukkahs, and there's a beauty in the mitzvah when you do it that way. But there's a, a geschmack by me in having sweat pouring down my face in order to build my sukkah. That the, the sukkah that I'm going to sit in was done with tremendously hard work and splinters and, and things breaking and falling and having to go to the store 600 times because I didn't realize I needed that piece and that piece. And now this store closed down. I don't know what they were thinking. Right, the Rockland hardware store that was on the corner over there. That, that, that's where everyone used to run. I know, no, there's Jewish places now that they don't go to. But, but uh, it, it, there's a zach to that and to, to do it bedavka that way. You're not going to find the chosid using a crack off top uh, by, by his, what's it called, by his uh, Hanukkah natives. Now, by the Litvak, what is Bittl Torah? Would go learn another Tosis. And the emphasis is that, that if you do that, as, as that's your Heksha Mitzvah, to learn the Sugya. And, and so then that's also a Zach. But, but, most people have time for both. Um, so, so to, to Bidafka make your own wicks, I, they come out funny looking. And you have all your candles are different heights and, and, and it's talking interesting. And then it falls in and it goes out and you have to relight it 600 times. And, and this is with the Hanukkah party coming up. But, but Hagufa is that, this is what I'm always thinking. I, I last, when was it? It was last year. I, I went to my Shvigar for some Yontav, I think it was Shavuos. It got very busy. I ended up, I wasn't, I had to run back home for something. I ended up not being able to daven in the minyanim that were, the, the normal minyanim I would daven in. I had to daven across the street. Across the street is a real, like, chassidish place without any, any, anything. So I come in, uh, I won't say shkia comes and goes, because they wouldn't daven after shkia. The Litvish shkia comes and goes. Rabbeinu Tam, and Kol HaGoinim, and all the other people, whatever, old like Rabbeinu Tam. His shkia was still yet to come. The other one is sitting, right? The other one knows, right? Because they don't just ignore shkia. They don't, the Amshin of Rebbe doesn't go with Zman, or at least whatever, in a different way. But the Red Chassidim are just, they're going like Rabbi Natan. It's not, they don't daven Mincha after 72. They daven up till 72 because that's when the whole shkia is. It's, not, it's just a regular machlaikas. But so it, it was 60, I think, uh, Kimat, uh, 55 when they started Mincha. So it's dark outside already. And the way, you know, we have milk, okay, very nice. And then, so someone gets up. So I, I thought for sure, like they're going to have the Lechadoidi guy ready. They start hacking the same like an every show. I, it's at 72 already, and it's now, you know, my kids are asleep in Islam. They're busy figuring out who's going to dive in. And then he gets up and he starts Lechadoidi the, the way everyone does. Slow, he, the niggin he picked with, went on like forever, and then the Rebbe himself decides he's gonna die Mayev, and that goes on forever. And then when they're finished, no one's in a rush to go. Everyone's Shalom Aleichem and get Shabbos and Shmizing, and, and there's a certain gish beauty of the way, but if you get to Echte Hasidim, who haven't become American. They have their, their things also that are problematic. But then it's not goyishkeit. It's the, everything is about the mitzvahs and the avoidah. Again, and, and there's a lot of other things mixed in there too that you could do even when you're a yid. But there's a certain geshmak about the fact that um, in, in our circles, there's many kids who starting uh, a certain point in the year, 
they don't they have never heard they don't hear Kiddush and they don't hear Abdal. Right? It's, it's, it happens at 8 o'clock at night, that's past bedtime. Bedtime is sankrasan. There's nothing lamailami bedtime. And, and if, if, if Kiddush is happening at, at, at 9 o'clock at night, so the kid won't hear Kiddush. That's all he has to go to sleep. And if Havdola happens at 9.45, forget it. He's not here. Maybe we'll remember to tell him to say I'm Havdola in the morning. But by Hasidim, there's no Havamin of such a Zach. What we have to do is the kid has to hear Kiddush. What, what will be with the, Now, again, when you dive in at 10.30... The next day, it makes it a lot easier to be that way. I'm masking, masking. I'm not saying that that part. Uh, again, how to be both is a big challenge. But the idea, the idea that uh, no kiddush comes first, and we'll figure it out after that. I remember when my when my shvah was nested on shmeretzah. So the the levaya was on sumustar. We walked to the cemetery. Then we walked back from the cemetery. So the whole thing, we, we were walking back at 2 o'clock in the morning. The Hasidim, I don't know if they were going to Tish or coming back from Tish. Whole families, little kids eating lollipops. You know, like, my kids are not allowed to eat a lollipop. Sugar? After, like, I don't know, within an hour of bedtime? No, it's going to ruin the bedtime. No, what do you mean? No, it's, it's, it's not, it's a totally different world. But, but it's, there's a zach to it. So when a person, the mitzvah, if you're doing your hechshir mitzvah as just hechshir mitzvah, look, I got to get a lulav, so I, I have to shake a lulav, so I'm going to go buy a lulav. That hechshir mitzvah is not better than a mitzvah. That can't be. But when your hechshir mitzvah is a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah of a dafka boy. You're bedafka doing hechshir mitzvah. I am, l'shem yichud put on the gantel, go to the mikveh and the shtraimel beforehand. I am now taking out time bedafka to go bake my own matzahs. I know I can go get them in the store. But I'm not going to do it that way. I'm cutting out my busy, I, I, right? I mean, think when the Beis HaMikdash comes, right? Erev Pesach. Toodaloo! Finish up all the Erev Pesach stuff yourself. Mrs. Freed, I'm uh, going to... I have to bring a carbon Pesach now. And the whole day you're gone. Erev Pesach. And you come back at night carrying the food. Right? And that's it. And, and, right? and that's the way it's going to be. And she's going to be like, How can you leave me like this? Right? You say, Be happy I brought you to Yerushalayim. The neighbor just left his wife back at home. And he came himself. And he's been gone for a week. And she cleaned the whole house herself. And he's not even home. So, so that's the way it's going to be. Right? So let's get start getting used to it. This is Indian of Erev Pesach. Everyone holds that Indian. There's such an Indian. So you tell your wife, on shoulders, got to go. And, and assuming that she's a proper Hasidista, she's into it too. She would never have it otherwise. Right? She's what they, the family should eat. Not Erev Pesach Matzis. That's Kamat Chometz. Okay, the other way it's Kamat Chometz. But uh, my, my mother used to work in Williamsburg and as a doctor. She was secretary for a doctor. She heard from... Uh, the wife of a, of a, a, a rebbe, we won't say which one, so as not to uh, implicate the guilty, she, as soon as she brings in those matzahs, she takes them, puts them, she hides them, <laughs> and she gives them different matzahs. She says, I spent the, a month getting the house clean, and he brings in chametz on Arab Pesach. <laughs> he does not hold those matzahs. Arab Pesach, they're very rushed, and, and uh, not everything goes as it's it should. Yeah, so so uh, she wasn't happy with them. But, but, Again, the, the, so when a person does it like that, when a person takes, uh, again, these are extreme examples, but in the, in the more simple examples, a person, you know, even something as simple as bringing his kittle to the, to the, to the, to the you know, the washing machine place, uh, the cleaners, 
Um, if he does it because he needs a kittel, good. It's a beautiful zah. If he does it because I'm, I'm putting this on my schedule when I have a lot of other things to do because I'm turning to Hashem today, so then it, it had, it's a mitzvah, so it already has mitzvah power, and it's a mitzvah that you had to carve out, that it wasn't there for you. So, in a, like we spoke, in a certain sense that has a deeper element to it. And that's the type of thing where you can at least hear what Hasidim are talking about when they say that Haksha mitzvah is greater than the mitzvah itself. Um, okay, so, so, oh, so he says, if a person does this, he used the world with this kavana, and not only is he having kavana, but he's, he's actually doing it in a way that it brings about this ending. Like we need. A person becomes uplifted by this maisa. So not like the problem that we were dealing with, that he gets turned away from Hashem. Other Rabbi gets more closer to Hashem. And the world itself becomes uplifted through it. Because it helps him to serve his creator. Now, for two weeks already, I'm, I'm struggling with this line. This is where I'm getting stuck. Because in Mesut Sharm, uh, he seems very clear that the only time this happens is for a Kadosh. That's the last, that's the last Madragon the Sefer. And he says that any, he's pretty clear about it. He, he says that when it says that Yaakov, that the stones wanted to go on Yaakov's head, of course he was holding on the love of Kedusha, and he's mired bit a lot. Um, here it seems to be for anything. And there's other places also where that it seems that any time a person uses the world, L'shem Shemayim, that it lifts up the world. So that, we're going to have to hack about that, Bez Hashem, next year. So, um, just uh, again, tonight is the last night of the year. It's Kibrinkin Svarim that um, a person in the last week, so you could be misakin on each day anything that happened on that day throughout the year. And it's also Kibrink that on the last day, you can misakin everything from the year. Uh, um, you're working with the Mamish, the very, the big, back to the DNA. And uh, the Rosh Hashanah is called the Rosh Hashanah because in the uh, extrapolating outwards, it works the other way. That when a person lays down the foundations that they lay down during Rosh Hashanah, build outwards throughout the year, and a person can create a different darga for the entire year based on their avoda of Rosh Hashanah. So before we meet next time, Mitzvah Shaman Thursday, the whole Mitzvah Shaman so we should take the opportunity that presents itself today and over the next two days to both be Masaki and everything that we did this year to build forward, going forward and Mr. Shem, we shall be zaycha to a sivach, 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 a siv